Life Audio. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We want families to come here and gain insightful strategies that empower them to successfully teach diverse learners at home. Hosted by founder and CEO of SPED Homeschool, Peggy Ployer. Our goal is that these powerful weekly conversations will boost your confidence to cultivate the best at-home learning environment for your student. For more homeschool resources, go to spedhomeschool.com. You're listening to Empowering Homeschool Conversations with Peggy Ployer. We'll start the conversation with Peggy and her guests next. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by Sped Homeschool, a nonprofit that empowers families to home educate diverse learners. To learn more, visit spedhomeschool.com. Here's Peggy Ployer. We're going to talk today on how to maintain healthy boundaries as a homeschool parent with Dr. Amber Sorsic. Welcome, Amber. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Absolutely. I have to let you know that um, the next three interviews are all going to be in person. And these are people in my life that um, speak parent care and healthy and um, and just... Um, feed my soul um too as as friends and fellow believers and so um so uh, dr amber is my chiropractor nutritionist but she's also a member of my church and yeah, small world right? yeah, small world exactly <laughs> <laughs> um and and so i'm just delighted to introduce her to you and to have her share um 
And I'll just have you kick off by um, sharing with us just a little bit about your journey into homeschooling. Sure. And and then we can kind of start from there. Yes. So um, our journey did not start like this, but... (laughs) You know, I think we always had this different idea about education for our kids. Mm -hmm. And so as I was finishing grad school, we had our oldest. I was pregnant with our second. And we were just on the search for like, you know, this amazing Mother's Day out somewhere that she could be just a couple hours while I went to class and came home. And we did find um, a Christian-based program that really kind of wove in some more natural uh, free play kind of like right. a Montessori, Montessori style yeah, and so, yes, a yeah. little less rigid that just kind of felt she was from the get go, a very kinesthetic learner. So say okay. she were in a preschool, that was a bunch yes. of um, worksheets. Oh, it would, yeah, no. it would ever, <laughs> exactly. have, you know, we really just wanted her somewhere where she was learning through play. She was little, she was right. Just shy of three. Yeah. And so we ended up loving that preschool, which turned into her also attending their Christian school for kinder and first. Got it. Yeah. Then the Lord moved us to Houston and we weren't really sure what to do because she was already in first grade. I don't know why, but homeschool wasn't on my mind at all. Uh I think that being planted here, it became very obvious that there's a big homeschool community in our even local setting. It's not just Houston, you know? Right. And we kept meeting people at the very beginning from um, that we're homeschooling with a classical method. Right. So then I started learning about what the classical method is. And in this mix, we had pulled her out of school for the second semester of uh, we moved in the middle of winter. So we just knew we were going to, you know, do some rendition of homeschool for the remainder of first grade. It makes sense. Yes. It felt like the move was so big. Yes. And, um, yeah, just I don't know. I think God just moved and it just fell into right. some some women or some families have these super romantic stories like they are so sure that God called them to right. homeschool. Mm-hmm. And I think ours just naturally happened. So yeah. it's a little less yeah. romantic than knowing that the <laughs> Lord told us to do it, except for that the way was paved so easily. Yes. And people were just put in your path. Exactly. It's like that confirmation you just keep getting over and over again. Okay, right. this is what I'm supposed to do. And that's it's hard not to listen when it keeps getting presented. Right. And you're like, oh, exactly. Okay. All right. Yes. I better tune into yes. this. And so that's, that's just a really good point to put out, you know, what for anything that happens in our lives, true. God is so gentle in leading us and guiding us. It's not like he's going to hit us over the head exactly. and say, didn't you get it the yes. first time I told you? <laughs> as much as that would be easier sometimes, right. you know, when you're kind of like at a crossroads, surely it would be amazing if, you know, you're just looking in the mirror and then Jesus could stand right before you and right. be like, go exactly. this way. <laughs> Absolutely. But it worked, it worked out so well for us, very fruitful, mm-hmm. fruitful from the beginning. And then, um, my, so we have three daughters. Yes. So then the, Second and third were just close to school age after that. So okay. then by the time they were ready to do actual um, kind of curriculum work and, and uh, well, school work. School, yeah. We kind of had the road paved a little bit okay. more because the first year, yeah. couple years are a little bit rocky. They are. I hope it's, that's true for everybody. It, it is. It's, it definitely <laughs> is. And I... It, I always said, well, if I I can get to three years, I will be an expert homeschooler. That didn't happen. But 
it became the the mode of our the how our house functioned okay. by that time and i think that was the key i never quite figured it out now that i'm done i still you know can't say that there's a specific way that makes homeschooling perfect um but but yet when your family's all on board and when yeah. the kids wake up in the morning and know that this is what we do right that changes the game, but you, it takes a while to change everybody's mental. Definitely. Patterns. Yeah. And just the, yeah. Habits, which is the same thing yes. as pattern, you know, mm-hmm. just, and I think maybe we had a little bit of, um, glitching when it came to authority, not from a disobedient standpoint, but just from like, she was kind of, even though she was in a good school setting and I was very pleased with the way they were educating the children, right? it was still different. It was eight hours of hour by hour, which yes. you can't mimic that no. at home. And you don't want to. <laughs> and I don't think she was used to us teaching. Right. Yes. And, and so and parents it, are often removed learn. as an authority when we send our right. kids to school. And we don't think about that is that we have to reestablish that authority as a parent overall mm-hmm. because the school comes in and takes over that authorship of our children, which is scary. Yes, (laughs) for sure. Especially like if you can't or you don't have the flexibility to and freedom to figure out the proper setting. Right. So that was, I think that's some of the slower growth at the beginning. Right. So that was, we've been here five years. So uh, our oldest did kinder and then half of first and then now is doing sixth grade curriculum. So there's... It's been, it's been five years. Yeah. And then we have absolutely. our other two daughters. They're 18 months apart. So they're both, um, you know, second, third grade-ish. Right. They, th- th- their closeness in age helps us keep them on similar That's coursework, nice. which yes. minimizes exactly. work for me. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when we're kicking off a new um, topic this month, actually, on Tuesday, we did, we talked about creativity and parenting and just how that fuels your spiritual growth. And and so when I approached you about talking about parent care, I, I figured, you know, with your background, Absolutely. you'd come back with something else. And yeah. she said, no, I want to talk about boundaries. And and so, so what is it about boundaries and parent care that, you know, that was stirring in you when you said, this is what I want to talk about. I think it would have been so natural for me to go, you know, the human body, right? Because that's my profession and I've done some version of clinical nutrition or um, since I was 19. So, and I just turned 36. So like that was the, my, how I entered nutritional care was I was um, in grad school and I was researching. So then I did some scientific research, like bench work actually with whole foods, organic vegetables. And so nutrition would be, it's not that I wanted a challenge. It's just that like, yeah, I think that would have been very expected of me. But what I will say is that though I've been doing some version of that since I was 19, I really don't think that I was a healthy woman until the Lord put people in my path to teach me um, emotional health. It was almost like uh, I pigeonholed myself into, right. and that's it only has one to be food, it has to be nutrition, yes, it has exactly. to be like, and that's, um, I, I can say just from my own healing journey and just how well I feel, right. that was, I was missing so many key pieces and I, I and really that just came down to I think when you have three kids under five 
<laughs> all of a sudden exactly. I'm like, oh my gosh, what, why are these tiny humans running my life? Right. Exactly. And then, like I said, God put people in my path and a wonderful friend from St. Louis was at her own church and she did a study on boundaries. And the, the book she handed me was, oh, I'm going to forget the subtitle, but it's, it was by Henry Cloud. Yes. Yes. Boundaries. His boundaries and book, yes. I was like, oh, okay, I'll read it. I put it on my shelf for a while. I spilled coffee on it before <laughs> I even read it. Like I have a visual memory of this thing just lying around. Right. Isn't that the way? Yeah. Like until you're oh, ready yes. for it or until. Exactly. Yeah. So I know I read it with coffee stained pages. Um, but so it already was tattered when I got it. But oh my oh. gosh, it fed my soul. And to know that mm, it was, yeah. it wasn't just a self-help book. No. Scripture was woven throughout it. And so. Exactly. Have you ever seen that picture that'll circulate on the internet sometimes? And it's like a wall of um, a brick wall or maybe a fence. And they have drawn books underneath. And it's like a stack of three or four books and it shifts all the bricks above it. And so that is that book just did that for me. It just changed so much of everything simply almost by learning the scripture that the Lord asks us to protect our hearts because all that's in it flows from there. After a word from our sponsor, we'll dive back into this conversation. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by Sped Homeschool. Go to spedhomeschool.com to get resources and support for teaching your unique learner at home. So we live our daily lives just putting, locking our doors and our cars and putting fences maybe in our backyard so our dogs don't give out, but we just leave our hearts wide open. Oh, that's so good. Just wide, wide open. Yes. (laughs) And Uh I think we feel guilty by protecting Protecting. that, but scripture tells us to do so. So that was really easy to surrender to. Well, no, it wasn't easy to surrender to, (laughs) but once you, once you read the word, it's just kind of like, okay, well, that's convicting if I'm being disobedient to what it says to do. So I need to, I need to find this, I need to build this fence and then there's a gate so you can allow in and you can allow, I mean, you cannot allow. Right. Yes. But it all starts with your heart because mm -hmm. from your heart flows everything else. And we forget that because we always start with the to-do list of what I need to do and don't. And 
all the shoulds, it's, right? Yeah, yeah. And if our heart isn't there, then those lists just go. And I think that, you know, as we're approaching the new year and, you know, those um, those New Year's resolutions that we're having, I think this is a good conversation to have yeah. because that that really goes back to the, the key of why those resolutions usually don't get fulfilled is mm-hmm. we don't start doing the groundwork. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we have lots of boundary areas in our lives as homeschool moms. <laughs> so what, what's the top area that we need to set, set boundaries as? I really think, if I can, if I can yeah. I'll just speak uh-huh. from my perspective. So, yes. of course, we're all going to have our individual priorities. But we're with these kids quite a bit of time. And I think because we have a um, we have such a passion for a style of education and we have yes. such a passion for how we want to run our homes and raise our children mm-hmm. that it can be very all consuming. Yes. And in some cases, rightly so. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't balance your time or so I think when I was very exhausted and when this book fell in my lap when I needed it most, I was giving my children access to me. 24 7 wow yes and i mean and i i really don't know that that's much of an over exaggeration yeah and but what that turned me into is i was not being a wife or a mother that if i could remove myself to look into the situation a teacher 24 7 yes or even just maybe impolite maybe Mm -hmm. rude maybe not loving because i'm so exhausted right because i'm doing the to-do list Yes. But I wasn't feeding myself. I lost my identity. I, again, what was coming out of my heart? Well, probably some pretty yucky behaviors. I mean, I'm embarrassed to say it. I'm sure I'm, that there was a couple of years where I've I didn't been there do, with you. Yes, you exactly. <laughs> and, well, how does that, so let's say, for instance, you sit down and you could teach all these scriptures but then what am I modeling if I did my to-do? Exactly. I'm not modeling yes. Christ to my kids if no. I'm being ugly because right. it's almost opposite. You might as well just, you know, scrap the to-do list and just love. But yes. I was incapable of just loving because I was so physically drained from around the clock care. And that's yes. not only with kids, but the, the only reason I this was my launch pad is because I think my kids were so young at the yes. time that I started to implement these boundaries that you have a little bit of like fewer external commitments. So it wasn't right. work demanding things or mm-hmm. other um, relationships. It was the kids were very consuming at that time. Yes. And they are when they're younger. They're, they're very physically consuming. Mm-hmm. And then as they get older into their teen and it's mentally consuming. <laughs> so it yeah, has only changed. Um, I was talking to some other people that are, have adult children like I do. And it's like, nobody tells you this keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's very taxing on your soul. And well, and speaking you, of the yeah. nobody telling you, what are all like, but what are what they are telling the, you? Yes, exactly. All the supposed experts and all the books and all the things almost make you question your mothering ability if you're incapable of being a superwoman. Like right. if you can't do all the things and have joy in your heart and on your face and you didn't do the craft and the house isn't clean and you didn't cook an organic meal and you didn't like. <laughs> right. <laughs> at what point do you break? Yeah. Yeah. And, and at some point we all do. We yes. all hit that breaking point. But we handle it in different ways. But um, 
but yes, that's, that's a really good point. And you kind of alluded to the beginning of this at the, like at the beginning of the conversation. So even though um, you may have been expecting a structural or a nutritional conversation out of me, like there's so much balance that we really need to try to attain. So right. that's structural. Um, like we like to teach this in the clinic, structural, biochemical, as well as emotional. So yes. you could be 100% somewhere else. So I'm telling you, there's probably times in my life I was pretty darn close to 100% like nutritionally on point. Yeah. But if, but, but I, but I know <laughs> I spent a large portion of my twenties being not emotionally strong. Yes. <laughs> I don't even like the word strong. Cause that makes it sound like you have to do it all solid. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, you can't, you can't, you can't attain health if only one portion of your life is so. I, and I just right. see that and with patients. Puts a lot. you out of balance too. Yes. Because, and then also, I've I've seen people like this. Like when I go to the gym, and you know that becomes their god mm-hmm. too. Oh, good. Yes. And then, or the food becomes the yes. god, or their children become their god. Yeah. And it just throws life completely out of whack. And yet we don't see it. It's deception. It, it is. Yeah. yeah. Because you see it as this is good, but right. something good can so swiftly turn into an idol. Yeah. And yeah, it's so it's just, it's not easy, but that's why conversations like this and having a community mm-hmm. of other homeschooling families or um, women, whether online or in person or at yes. church is mm-hmm. so important because if you isolate yourself and you're all consumed, it's so difficult to look yourself in the mirror because of yeah. deception. Mm-hmm. You just, yes. pride will stand in your way, busyness, will st- everything possible will stand in your way until yeah. you breach that breaking point. And, and I bet yeah. you and I have a heart enough for mothers that we're like, please don't reach your breaking point. Right. Like, exactly. I, yeah. at, or I might pray to for myself, like, please don't let me reach my breaking point. Please put someone in my path to help me see. Exactly. Give me eyes to see, yes. ears to hear. Right. And to be open to others speaking truth into your life. Mm-hmm. That was something I didn't do for a long, long time. And it was so detrimental to me for not allowing that. And now I have some dear friends that I'm like, just come over, tell me whatever <laughs> yeah, I need to hear. Yes, right. <laughs> Cause I need to hear yes. it and I need to be back on track because if I get off track, I know what that looks like. Right. And it's bad. It's yes. really bad. Cause I have a way of just diving into things like head first all the time. And, and it's, it's harder to swim back to the top than it would be if someone yeah. like caught you before you fell in. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So Definitely true. agree. Yes. And and so get those people in your life and um and definitely be um be prayerful about that too. I mean, for years I just I had closed so many doors that I don't think people were even willing to speak into my life. Yeah. And I had to be willing to say, I need help. I need friends and I need to find them. And God, of course, just threw somebody down four doors you're actually she's going to be on the show next week amazing um into my life that is willing to come over and just look me in the eye and say what's going on Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i need that yes because yes my boundaries get out of whack all the time and sometimes it's not even like here's what tricks me it doesn't always come from a place of I'm too good to ask for help. That's not true Mm. it comes from a caretaking standpoint of well i don't want to bother somebody 
Like yes. I've, I've been in those places. Yes. Where I do need help, but oh, they're just busy too. I'll just do it. I surely don't, you know, yeah, if it's a task based thing or right. even emotionally, maybe, oh, I don't want to bother them. They're probably busy today. They don't have, t- they don't, you know, and that's not true. Yes. Yes, yes. Because as I've grown and, you know, especially in community here and through church and grown in faith, you realize that's the example of all like of Titus, of their Titus women, like, yes. you know, to be finding women of maybe five years ahead of you, 10 years ahead of you, maybe 40 years ahead of you exactly. and just being humble enough to and that's the listen. Key. True. Yes, it is. Yes. Humble and, and just listen. Mm-hmm. Those are the keys for sure. So rest, let's <laughs> talk about that rest and fun, because I think we leave those out of the equation completely Yes, when we start homeschooling and as moms and, and of course, Going back to, you know, all of the, the people that are speaking into our life through social media and, and just, you know, all the to-do lists and stuff. Those are the, the things that we see as unnecessary or as yeah. not even getting the, on the list in the first place. Why does America hate rest? It's like know. we think we like it. Because you go to another country and like I went to Italy with a friend for 10 days and it was so nice at lunchtime. Everyone goes and spends an hour at lunch or more just, yeah, with people and they talk and they converse. And it was just like a deep sigh mm-hmm. when so we went healing, on that trip. like is. that could be a it whole, is. that could, I mean, you could take that emotional, you could take that physical, you know, if we, if you wanted to go the, the human body route and what it can do, like, Oh my goodness. It's exactly. but. I think that when you try to cultivate that here, you are con- you really feel like you're going against the grain. Yes, absolutely. You say, oh, your kids aren't in 15 different activities. Oh, like what? Yes. Do, what do y'all? What do you do? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> I promise you, we do a lot of things, but it right. does not include 15 activities. That's not to say that activities aren't important. Yeah. and or and you can have community. Yes, but, but of yes. course. <laughs> But I just think that we've somehow cultivated this culture where, you know, you just got to hit the ground running. As soon as that alarm clock beeps, everybody's up. We're all leaving the house. We go here. We go there. We go. And I do believe that most homeschoolers um, intentionally set up a little bit of a different lifestyle. For instance, you might have four kids at the table and you're maybe dad leaves for work, but most of you are home just, but I think it's, it's always been, that's a very big difference. And that's something we've tried to cultivate in our homeschool of just like being slower because that allows, well, isn't that scriptural too? being still? Yes. And so then you can allow the Lord to take control of your day because absolutely. Yes. You want to be productive and he asks you to number your days, but also Let's make room for him to work in our day to figure out exactly. what you know what conversations need to be have. Yes, we don't have time for God, right? And his interruptions and all the other things that that he has planned. Yes, if we absolutely. don't absolutely. And I think the one thing I don't. It's been a couple of years since I was having a conversation with another woman wiser than I, and it was just it. It took this amazing turn where I realized we both realized. Maybe she even taught me. Jesus rested. 
Yes. So who are you? Really seriously, if you want to just feel just uh, not guilt, I'm just saying mild right. conviction, like maybe not even mild, maybe serious, depending upon where you are in your walk. Exactly. Really seriously, who are you if you think you don't need to rest? Yeah, absolutely. When the Lord mm-hmm. rested and Jesus took himself away from people he loved. Absolutely. From his teaching, from his, you know, yeah, ministry to be alone, to pray, to rest. Yes. And so that was kind of another realization in well if that's modeled to me right why Why? me in my human flesh why can i do anything different yeah you can't no you can't you can't absolutely no and i think at one point um, one bible study i i remember what i was studying but it it just it really impressed on me too when my kids were young I was reading through and just how needy the disciples were for Jesus and thinking how needy my kids were (laughs) and him still saying, I need to be alone. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yes, right. (laughs) that is so, so much needed. My kids need me, but I need to be in God to be what my kids need from me. And and this morning, actually, I was reading about just um, Jesus feasting and partying. Basically, mm-hmm. you know, that that downtime, that that free time, that yes. time when we we just kind of let go of all expectations and just have fun right. with with other people and that just that community that we build in that and how necessary it is and you know these the scribes and the Pharisees called him a drunkard and a partier right. because he did that. It wasn't they weren't follow, he wasn't following the rules the way the rules were supposed to be followed and and we get so so much like the scribes and the Pharisees when we start running our home and our lives Definitely. from that. And then there's no room for hospitality, which is like, I mean, exactly. you could kind of make rest and hospitality, you know, they're close cousins exactly. because you're resting by being, I, I want to be, I want to have enough white space, so to speak on my schedule that if somebody in our circle or a neighbor whom you're supposed to love right. space to come have a cup of coffee. Right. I don't want to be so scheduled and unrested that either a, I'm not, it, nobody enjoys being around me because right. I'm exactly. frantic <laughs> or B I, I'm literally not home. Like maybe I yeah. can't take the phone call or open the door or because right. I, that's just, that's Christ. Christ modeled how he was accessible yes. when he, when, um, when he needed to be, or, you know, allowed himself to be, but he also protected his own maybe boundaries. I don't know. Is that, is that weird to say? I suppose it is a boundary to right. tell the disciples he's, you know, he's stepping away. You'll be okay. Right. And that's a really good analogy, too, to think about needy disciples and children because it's true. It is. It's very and true. I I do believe I remember I realized at one point. I'm tired from answering everybody's needs, trying to solve everybody's problems. Not only my kids, it could be, it could have been extended family. It could have been coworkers. Right. Um, I think when you're a caretaker in general, that's very easy to do. Yes. But I'm, t- I knew that I was tired and needed rest, but I didn't allow myself that. I also didn't allow myself boundaries, but also I loved these tiny humans in front of me so much that I'm like, I don't want them to learn from my behavior that this is what life looks like. I want them to be 
more calm and rested and happy and able to protect themselves from people who are boundary bullies, quite frankly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yes. And modeling. Go back to that. That is the best way to teach our kids lessons because mm-hmm. they do what we do. And I hate it so much. I know, right? <laughs> because I do so many things I just wish I didn't. Um, I agree with Paul on that one. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely. But yet we do. And yes, we can, we can teach it going back to, you know, again, teaching the scripture and all those other things. But if we don't live it, right, we aren't really teaching it. We're just mouthing it Mm -hmm. and it only goes so far. And, and so, yeah, our boundaries have to be lived. And so the change happens in us. Yes. First. And so um, make sure we're, we're on time here. Um, So as far as questions, I only see creative minds homeschooling has popped on. I see we have a couple other viewers joining us. If you want to put any questions or comments on the feed, um, we're going to be addressing those really soon. I hope you're enjoying the conversation. And um, so, so then, you know, we haven't, we have all these hats we wear and most of us are wives as well. And we have relationships with our husbands. And so what what have you found as far as, you know, that piece of your life, you know, in integrating sure. it and creating boundaries for your marriage, too? Yeah, that was, um, oh, my gosh, that's almost, that almost takes precedence over yeah. all of this, right? right. And so... Um, I think as husband and wife, my husband, like we learn to protect our time. Yes. And modeled the relationship of Christ in the church through our marriage so that it wasn't a child centered home. Right. Which then also is a boundary because yes. that sometimes means you can't listen to this conversation. So you yes. need to go play in uh-huh. another room. Uh-huh. And I have a very one child who's very tender hearted. And so. Not maybe out of nosiness, but just wanting to be involved in everything. Mm, yeah. You, that's, we've, we've just, I think we're still training that into her, honestly, to, to realize like there's some things that we're, we, we have to do this as adults, as husband and wife. Sometimes that's fun. Right. Sometimes that's a date night. Like, no, you're going to be fine. I know you're sad we're going out of town for a night, but you're going to have so you're much fun. Right. You're going to yes. be okay. Uh-huh. And other times it's, logistical like maybe we're working with the family budget and you don't need to sit here and stare at me while we're doing our you know (laughs) things like that but right um as a wife I this might sound strange but as a wife I think that my boundaries grew when I really started to study and understand understand what a healthy and true biblical submission looked like yes because I probably maybe for the rest of my life, I'm going to have this little bit of wiring inside of me that has weak boundaries. But if I can use gospel lenses to see that I actually don't need to deal with this issue because my husband, who's my headship can handle this. Yeah. So if I'm having weak boundaries, being able to pass it off to a strong husband. Right. Yeah. Has kept me in my lane. Yes, and, and I've it's learned so the freeing. same thing too. It is. If you can work in tandem with your spouse to really compensate for mm-hmm. one another. Because I know there's areas, my husband too, that he has weaker boundaries, but that's where my strong exactly. boundaries are. And I can just, you know, and he'll even turn to me and say, 
what do we do? And I'm like, this is what we do. Yeah. And I can make that decision because he's one of those people that has to research something for like two years before making a decision. Sure. And I can make a decision on the spot. And so, you know, those, we, we kind of just tag team yep. those types of things. But over years of marriage, we've learned to rely on it. Right. And, and rest in each other's perspective and faith walk mm-hmm. where that has to be developed. And you, again, you Definitely. have to, to learn that, that that's and sometimes okay. you might learn it wrong. So, you, yes. you know, like you might have been modeled it incorrectly in a family situation. Um, the world surely does not accept. No. I mean, boundary submissions, a whole nother category. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I tend to I think this is kind of a characteristic of women, but it could just be myself. But I tend to overthink things really easily. So when it comes to a homeschooling journey or maybe even a parenting decision, Right. If I'm like stuck in my head for days, I, I'll still do this where I'm like, why didn't I just, I probably should have just talked to talk my to, husband. Right. <laughs> exactly. Because sometimes it's so black and white for them. It's very easy to, for, you know, just make a decision and set the emotions aside with the decision. Right. Exactly. And then because of the authority of scripture and then the authority of a protective headship, it's easier to just say, okay, the decision has been made because God will protect that because that's his design. Right. Exactly. So there's, there's, there's agreement in that yes. and it's come from both of us. And yes. And that's been um, probably the biggest. So, you know, just learning the true definition of, yes. of submission and how that means we work together, not what the world is right. telling you. Exactly. Submission that somebody is. is, yeah, just telling you what to do yes. and you've got to do it. And yes, exactly. Yeah. My husband and I have always carved out time. Usually we walk the dog that that's our time because then the kids can't come. They mm-hmm. don't, don't want to come with right. us. <laughs> but that's when we can talk about things that they don't need to hear about yes. that we can sort through things that we've been processing that we need help making decisions on. And, and that's really helped with us because that's, you know, I think better when I move. And, and so it's, it's just worked out well and the dog needs a walk. And it's kind of like a designated time, right? So like maybe you have a loop in mind so that it takes a specific amount of time. 25 to 30 minutes. And then maybe there's, (laughs) when you have younger children, you're a little bit separated from whether it's a space, a morning time or something like that. So there's less interruptions. So you're not kind of losing your train of thought. Exactly. Because, of course, that matters to the homeschool. Like, the family unit is so important to exactly. the homeschool. It is. And I Absolutely. think, <clears throat> I I feel like we needed growth in this area, though, when we had, t- especially two little, so they were three and a baby. It was just kind of like, in some ways, you feel like you have to give them everything and in, yes. maybe even involve them in everything. But you're... You, you're really putting a lot of weight on their shoulders. Absolutely. Like boundaries feel protective. You feel more protective driving on the road because you know that there's traffic laws that keep, keep people traffic going lanes. this yes. direction and that direction. <laughs> right. And so it's that's another thing to realize when you're feeling some guilt, guilt. which I don't believe yes. is from the Lord, no. about a particular boundary. It's teaching your children that, you're you're safe. Exactly. They're safe because you're safe. Yes. Oh, that's really really so. good. Yes, absolutely. Um, all right. So, um, I would love to know what um, 
just a takeaway um, for our viewers as like an action item saying, okay, I've heard all these things. I'm convicted. What can I do? And, you know, I don't want to make this taxing as to do, you know, okay, get out. Now we're going to add more to your to-do list. Cause sure. I, cause that's, that's the last thing we need. Right. Um, but what can we take away and start moving towards these more healthier boundaries versus where we're at right now, mm-hmm. instead of, you know, being guilty about it and saying, Oh man, I wish <laughs> my boundaries were better or I just need to go buy the Henry cloud book. <laughs> right. Or sometimes you just say to yourself, like you're so convicted, maybe there's a heavy conviction. Then you think, well, tomorrow's a new damn and do everything do all at once. Everything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not breaking old habits anyways, because then you're still trying to be that superwoman who it's just, it's not realistic. So grace, exactly. of course, grace upon grace. Exactly. So praying over yes. the specific conviction that you felt is, yeah, yeah. you know, start there. It's good. But practically, I think I, I'm always that person who like, I like, I do like to plan. I still do like a yes. list. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yes. practically, Um, I think what maybe where we, where I started or we started was making a list of everything we felt like we had to do. That's good. And then the question that I've learned to ask myself over the years, which was surely taught at a service, um, I believe at one life was look, look through this with gospel lenses. Like, is this activity serving the kingdom? Uh huh. (laughs) And so that's, yes, that's great. If you, if, if you're building a leader by using um, a sport, an organized sport, but if that's draining everything else in your family, because you're so involved, because you have practices three times a night, or you can't sit at the table together, you know, everybody's too discombobulated because of that one thing, even though it's a good thing, that's not serving the kingdom. Right. So we kind of prioritized what what does that look like? What kind of character exactly. were we trying to model in our kids that we were able to, you know, cleanse some relationships, cleanse some yes. activities? Honestly, maybe even as simple as books or school curriculum. Or what about technology use? Yes. No, that's huge. So that's probably an easy takeaway for ever for all of us is to just be a little bit more um conscientious. Yes. yes. Of of what you're allowing in. Get rid of what maybe, like that. Does that sound too taxing? Yes. Even though you were no. saying to like, let's make it simple. Let's not take it all. No. Like, just start with a list. Just That's the with, practical. Yeah. Make but the list. I, I think the evaluation part is is so important because we don't sit and evaluate what what is all that we're mm-hmm. doing, and is it leading to a goal that we really want? Right. And because we just think, you know, we add in things. We kind of think, oh, yes, this will be good, but is it good in the overall picture? Yeah. And and does everything work together or are we spending way too much time pursuing this goal in the direction that this is taking us versus the overall goal that we want to see, you know, like when our kids launch? Right. Are are we striving for those goals or are we striving to just make it through this week? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I mean, that's that's, when it starts to feel like the rat race, even as a homeschool parent, because there's so many good things. Yes. And, but that's still probably too much. 
you know, like you can overwhelm your schedule a little bit too easily. So some people are completely unaware of how much they're doing. So maybe just the list in and of itself will make it visual. And then you think, oh my gosh, yeah, no wonder I'm so tired. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I didn't know this list was getting so big. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, I, I find that things just creep in. And they just get added and you don't even think about yeah. them. And so having that regular purge time, and I think this time of year is so good as we're looking into the new year and and just thinking, what is it that I'm doing? And is it all directed into the yeah. that that direction I want to want us to be going? And I really feel that God is calling us as a family and my kids. And as your kids get older too, you can make them part of that. Sure. As they need to learn how to do that. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, because just growing it. to an adult doesn't automatically yeah. like Don't you know, just because you're eighteen, yes. <laughs> you don't you you might not know how to manage a schedule or and yeah. as women, isn't it just kind of the classic study in in scripture of Martha and Mary? Like yes. I am absolutely wired as a Martha heart and I don't, but, but we know what right. Jesus prefers and what you, you know, exactly. And isn't that, isn't that another way to ask yourself, well, what does, what does Christ prefer? Yes, absolutely. So that's, um, you know, those are probably just key little questions. Maybe you just hang on to the questions. Maybe you make your list. Maybe you don't, but maybe you hang on to the questions of, or like, you know, the kind of the, the one-liners that I feel like were epiphanies to me, like you should be guarding your heart because it that's a boundary. Yes. And yeah. and asking yourself, am I being Martha or Mary? Maybe you start with a Bible study in that area. The Lord will illuminate it for sure. Exactly. For sure. Yes. Especially if you're absolutely discombobulated currently uh-huh. yes. and you're asking. <laughs> maybe we just needed to start with asking how, where do I start? Yeah. Yeah. And God will be so clear. He, that's the prayer, one of the prayers, you know, of all the things that we pray, God wants to answer that for us more, almost more, you know, than anything, because that's where everything that we do starts from. Mm -hmm. And, and he wants to be the Lord of our lives and we have to turn it over to him. And that's, that's how the process starts. Um, so, so you can't see from the video um, <laughs> that Amber is very pregnant, <laughs> and um, so you're adding a new baby into yes. all of these boundaries. Yes, um, you know, and I think a lot of people you may they may not be having a baby, but they may be having a, a life change that sure. that's coming up, or maybe even they're you know they're graduating a child. All these big transitions, or they're going to move. How do you prepare, and how, how have you prepared? You know, as far as what, how, how is this going to look? How are these bound, what the yeah. new boundaries I need to put in Oh, place? definitely. So that's probably, I'm sure that we will come across things that we think, oh, we did not think through this. Yes. So <laughs> it will not be a perfect journey, <laughs> but um Gosh, surely, hopefully we've learned some things in 12 years of parenting. I I would like to believe that we have. So um, I keep saying, you know, if I had kids again, I would surely do better. Yes. I just, I mean, there has to be something that you're, I mean, if you've, if you've been open and humble and coachable and, you know, surely we've learned some things, but I do think the overwhelming idea is we've really just learned that we're going to, we're going to keep it simple. Yes. Because so that might look like in a homeschool setting, I'm, 
we're not probably going to follow the a curriculum for yeah. legalistically mm-hmm. for a couple of months. Maybe, yeah. you know, you just kind of, you just, you can't. just submit to the sovereignty of God that like, he knew this baby was coming. He knew this baby was supposed to right. fit in this family. He knew this baby has three older siblings that also, yes. you know, will need parenting during this time. Yes, so exactly. keeping it simple will probably be the easiest thing to maintain. And then where do boundaries play in with that? Well, then if one of us decides to get this harebrained idea to, you know, go <laughs> like, oh, we're going stir crazy. Let's go, you know, out of town. Well, we kind of said we're going to keep it simple. So that's a boundary in and of itself that you're, there's accountability yes. in, with husband and wife to, to maintain that. And um, the girls will have to experience something different because they all grew up so close together. Exactly. They, they are little mothers. So I'm, here's where I'm wondering if my, what my boundaries will look like, because I'm kind of suspectful that I'm going to have an overwhelming amount of help. Ah, And so I'm preparing myself already to feel comfortable saying, I know you love her because this is another daughter. Oh, exciting. <laughs> yes. um, I know you love her, but she really needs to be with me right now. Or I know you love her, but she's napping. We're not, you don't need to be kissing right. her, touching exactly. her. Yes. Yes. You know, like yes. just finding peace within my own heart of telling them. This, this is okay. Yes. This is not. And, and yet yeah, without and, feeling and, bad. Cause my emotions right. get so mixed up in that where I will start to be like, Oh, but they love her yes. and they mean well, and they want to snuggle her. Okay. I'll allow it. But then maybe I just said, no, I don't want to do it. And then right. I allow yes. it. And then they're all confused. <laughs> exactly. So, um, it's been more of a heart journey for me leading up to her birth to, to know yes. that, it's just things have to slow down and I, I don't need to feel bad about that. Right. Schoolwork might need to be paused and I don't need to feel bad about that. And I, I, I just have to maintain authority over some of the decisions, you know, when we're, when it's just the exactly. five of us at home, even though they mean well and they want to be incredibly involved because that's my assumption. Right. I'm not going to hurt them or suppress their emotions if I don't allow that. Exactly. Because yes. there'll come a time, you know, they'll, they'll have yes. an opportunity in the next three hours. It's just not right now. Right. Exactly. So. And when you can look at it from that perspective is that it's not that you're, you're cutting off the relationship. You're just making space right. for what needs to happen now to happen. And um, I, I learned that lesson huge when I had cancer uh, because my life just upended and, and I had, didn't have time to plan, <laughs> Right, but I learned very quickly that everything that was not necessary had to go mm. and it just had to be the way it was. And now, you know, with length of time between when that started to how you've healed and where you're at now, you can probably see in hindsight, yes. it really was all okay. It, it was okay. God took care of what was needed to be done. Mm-hmm. And and I learned a lot of things about the boundaries that I needed to put in my own life that weren't there, that yeah. were detrimental to my health. That's so good. And and it's just, do you want to learn the hard way or do you want to learn the easy way? Um, that yeah. unfortunately is where it comes down to. And when we don't take the time on the front end, it will be taken mm-hmm. on the back end. Absolutely. And and so, so and thinking, one may be healthy, one should be healthy, and the other is harmful, you know, again, is. to that breaking point or to the detriment of your physical body. 
Yes, it's, absolutely. And, and it's, yeah, I just realized, well, all those times that I didn't go to bed early and I, you know, and I didn't do this and I didn't do that while well, I'm paying for it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it wakes you up really quickly. Um, because yes, you're, you're going to make time for it eventually. Yeah. And do you want to plan for it or do you not? Um, yeah. So creative minds homeschooling has a couple of things here. I'm going to she said, my kids are very light sleepers, so we are moving our rooms around so we can have a place to go to relax and unwind and connect without the kids coming um, to say, mom and dad, can you talk quieter? <laughs> so <laughs> even space, you know, I didn't think yeah, about that as far as boundaries point. and setting up our mm-hmm. homes. Um, that's a really great point is we don't often think about how we set up our space as to create right. proper boundaries with our kids. Um and, and so, yeah, and then she talked about um, just gymnastics and, um, you know, the, the cost as well as the involvement and you know, all these activities that we add. And some activities are good. I mean, like you said, we, want, right. we don't want to, like, just you cut ourselves harp, off from the, on the activities. Yes. You can't say, like, this is bad. But it could be so great. What if it is amazing? What if you actually have a gymnast? Yes. But the Lord is giving you... There's unrest in your heart and you can feel that it's you're discerning that God's leading you another way. We have to be willing to walk away from those things. Exactly. That is a proper boundary and that is hard. Yes. But it's still, you know, there can be peace when you submit to the word. And then you also need to have, I think, very real support other women in your lives or other families to reassure you that it's okay Right. I promise you're not ruining your child. You're ruining your child. Because right? isn't that the world like would tell us? Yes. Is like you're you're How cutting dare off you? all possibility for them to ever, you know, you'll never that do it again. Yes. And yes, and it's just not no. the way it mm-hmm. is. And and that may be what what they did. It was all they needed for for what God has prepared yet for them. Yes, and it's you know we we often will strive for our own goals for our children instead of yeah oh gosh that's a good word for our children definitely just thinking you know keeping that perspective of not our value system just gets skewed and when your values are skewed that way of you know productivity well there goes rest if you only find value (laughs) in being productive or Uh um maybe how you give or receive love your that's skewed well that will take that's going to tangle up your boundaries because yes. if you believe that you're loving your child by providing gymnastics and that's the only way that it's going to happen, you're, yes. yes. Well, then that's really going to be hard to put that boundary up and to say because you're going to remove it and feel as if you're removing love, but that's oh, just yes. not true. No, it's not. So yeah. it, I, I, it is, I mean. Gosh, it takes yes. resilience. Isn't that why yeah. we have these conversations <laughs> exactly. and why they're, why we yeah. need podcasts, great books, amazing pastors, churches that don't water down the word, all the exactly. things. Because I think as a Christian period, you're going against the world. Yes, and, you are. I mean, mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. multiple generations have felt this, but I think it's really heavy it's in 2022. Heavy yes. And, and now we have like, access to our cell phones and we can carry a computer all the time. And then you have social media and all these things to compare. So it's just like you can study the wrong things and be so involved that you just feel more and more and more isolated. 
Yeah. And so that's, I just think resilience is the right word. It is. It really so is. It needs support. It needs these great conversations. And yeah. And Lily, to know that you're not alone. Yeah. I mean, that we all go through these struggles. We all have these, these tensions in our lives and we don't have it figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, God has it figured out. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we have to rely on him and, and just be okay. And my, Tensions are going to be different than your tensions. Mm-hmm. And then the direction God takes you is going to be different than mine. Right. And they're both good. Mm-hmm. And they're good in his eyes. But we have to be okay with, this is what he's asked me to give up. This is what he's right. asked our family to give up. This is the path that we are on. And and that I can rest in. Mm-hmm. Because of his sovereignty and just, and, and he asks you to participate. You're participating because you're yes. discerning what he's asking you to to do well then you do what you're obedient to what he's asking because someone said to me once that like for instance if you had a particular conviction and i didn't well i'm not necessarily being disobedient um, unless i'm not hearing yeah but once it's illuminated to me and i decide not to act on it well then i am being disobedient right exactly (laughs) and so again you pray for eyes to see and ears to hear and um there, there will be fruit in that, even if you can't see it. But that's the testimony to faith that right. even if you can't see it, you still, you still say, "I'm, I'm really certain right. that we need to postpone this activity for now." Exactly. I don't know what yes. the future holds for us, but I'm, I'm mm-hmm. really wanting to listen. And I'll mm-hmm. say that to yes. our kids sometimes. We've, we've, they're immature yet, of course. They're twelve and under, but. I don't think it's too soon to say, I really feel God leading our family this way. So we're going to listen to the Lord and we're going to trust him. And um, for a time being, that means we're pausing activities or whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. We had an incredible story with my, and it was at a very young age. I think my my son was about, about 11 or 12, maybe. It was like right before he was going into youth group. So, um, but God called us to sell our house. And we were convicted. My husband and I were totally convicted that we needed to sell our house. And he was adamant, this is where God wanted us to stay for the rest of our lives. And I said, fine, you pray about it Mm. and have God speak to you. And two days later, he prayed that morning, said, God, today's the day. But he didn't tell any of us that that he wanted, that he was going to pray and that God was supposed to answer him that day. And that whole day, he was watching and waiting for God to speak to him. And, And that night... He sat down and in the dark, our kids always got together and they sat on my daughter's bed and they played an audio tape and they put in an audio tape in the dark and it was Mr. Henry's wild and wacky Bible stories. And he hit play and the story was about God calling Abraham, get out of this land. And he's like, no. You know, he he knew that was God speaking to him. And of course we never had any issues after that with the move, but, but like, I, I call it kind of like loaning out my my faith to my kids, but allowing them to have that opportunity to hear God That's speak so good. as yes. well. And those um, God will set definite boundaries, and He will keep repeating those because mm-hmm. He wants us to live how He wants us to live. And and it's just being aware right. instead of so on track. I mean, we've been talking about this this whole time. Is it's us. Or it's him. Mm-hmm. And For we sure. have to give up us. Yes. So that 
and you've just added so much information and and wisdom into this and i just want to thank you for this conversation oh, well, i'm so it's, this has been it's been i mean it's always on my heart i think i just i just have such a passion for i don't know healthy families and and women just because yeah i lived a good decade of my life just too burdened and buried where I know that I, like I said at the beginning, I was not the wife or the mother that I, that the Lord would have wanted me to be. And I, I just, I couldn't hear it for so long that right. I, I, we just all need to lift each other up and be exactly. safe for conversations because right. yes. that does not happen on social media either. There's no, no safety there. There's I mean, you're not, not. going to be able to share vulnerably on Facebook and get generally loving answers right yes and so finding your people and having these difficult conversations and having a lady four doors down who's willing to say i love you but this is out of line and you being humble enough to hear it will be paramount into creating a healthy lifestyle and being able to put down new boundaries which might be new for you Right. Because they exactly. feel uncomfortable. They're very uncomfortable. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's, let's remind you of that. This is an uncomfortable yeah. process, yeah. but it's uncomfortable to become more comfortable mm-hmm. and and really to be able to strive for the walk you want instead of just keeping on that hamster wheel Definitely. That, that we're on. It's a great analogy. Um, yes. All right. Well, we have um, used up the hour. This has been so fun. I just want to thank you all for joining us that have joined us live. If you joined us on the podcast, um, just know that um, this um, broadcast was sponsored by viewers like you. If you'd like to make a tax deductible donation to Sped Homeschool, you can visit our website at spedhomeschool.com. And we have these conversations um, usually on Tuesdays. Today's Thursday. Um, we've got um, some back-to-back ones um, through this month of December. I had said last podcast, um, we're setting some boundaries for our team this month, too. We're trying to to get some time off for me and um, some of my, the people that work on our video editing and podcast editing so they can get a little time with their families over uh, Christmas and New Year's. So, um, so we're setting some boundaries as well, but want to just keep encouraging you with these conversations and these videos. So thanks for joining us. And thank you, Amber, for thanks your time. Again. This Absolutely. has been so fun. And um, my next guest will be in person um, next Tuesday at our regular time. Um, she's a friend of both mine and Amber's. Um, her name is Leslie Hurd, and we're going to talk about nutrition and doable um, nutrition 101 kind of for um, you as a busy homeschooling parent. And so you'll want to join us back here um, next time for that. So thanks everybody and um, have a great weekend and I will see you on Tuesday next week. God bless. Bye everyone. take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. This has been Empowering Homeschool Conversations with Peggy Ployer. Hey friend, I'm Brooke McLaughlin, host of the Everyday Prayers Podcast, a ministry of million praying moms. And I'm here to invite you to partner with God for the hearts of your children on the daily. Our goal at Everyday Prayers is to help moms understand and pray God's word. Join us each weekday as we share insights from God's word for today's Christian mom. Tune in to the Everyday Prayers Podcast in your favorite app or by visiting lifeaudio.com.